You're listening to Straight Talk with Trevor. Wait, Daddy, are you making any money off of this? Uh, nah. What's up, Straight Talk Society? This is your host, Trevor, and I am back with another episode of Straight Talk with Trevor, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Before I get into the show tonight, I just want to give you guys an update of what we have going on. So I'm going to take a little break um, for the rest of the year. And I know I'm talking like like it's a long time, but, you know, we're approaching the holiday season and everything. So it's kind of harder to schedule guests because people are traveling. People want to spend time with their families and things like that. It's totally understandable. So I'm just going to give I'm going to take a little break and I'll be back in January um, to resume the show. So the show's definitely not going anywhere. I just need to take a little break just to kind of recharge and, you know, upgrade some more production because you're going to see in tonight's show, I was having so many technical difficulties to a point where I almost canceled the show and I had to go back and record it the old school way, which is, you know, over the phone, over the internet, which I haven't had to do that in like 20 shows. But, I, you know, whatever bad could go <laughs> happen just happened. But, you know, you, in, in this type of in this type of thing, you just got to roll with the punches and kind of move on. So I'm just going to check and see what's going on with my equipment, um, upgrade where I need to upgrade and just take a little break, just take a little mental break, you know, get my mind right. Cause people don't understand the time and effort it takes to put into these shows. I mean, even if I do an hour show, I still have to, you know, block out like three hours of time for it just because of all the, um, extras that I have to do with post-production and, you know, it's, it's just a lot, you know, promotion of the show and things like that. It's very time consuming. But I love doing it, but I do need a, a little break. Now, as I say that, if anything happens, then I'll be right back. <laughs> so you guys are going to get this show tonight. And I am also going to come back with one more show, which will be a men's roundtable where, where we'll discuss the effects of rap culture in the black community. You know, and that was spawned uh, by you know, what happened, the, the murder of takeoff. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. And then after that, you know, I'm going to go on a little break. So I thank you guys for the continued support, man. I just, I, I really love doing this show, man. I love entertaining the people. I love giving information to the people, you know, from various guests and everything's like that. Um, I just, I, I just love it. it it's, it's so awesome when I look at the analytics and I see the numbers continuously growing. So please be sure to like us on Facebook. Just hit that like button at Straight Talk Society and also give me a follow on YouTube at Straight Talk with Trevor. You know, I'm trying to get that page monetized. So, you know, I need some more subscribers and, and watch hours. So that would really help me out if you go over and give it a, you know, give it a click give it a like and a, um, and watch a couple of videos. So tonight's show is a show based off of a question that I received. Someone asked me, do I think that is, do I think God is in marriage? 
And I mean, that's one of the better questions that I've been asked in a long time. So much so that I decided to do a show on it. And, you know, so there, I have two trains of thought for that. Because if you would have asked me that question 10 years ago, I would have gave you a different answer than I, than I give in the show. So nevertheless, though, um, I have a, a, a great guest to do the show with me. I called on the assistance of the apostle. Many of you remember him from season two, and we got into this tremendous biblical discussion, and it was no different tonight. I mean, you could tell he was ready to he was ready to just give that Bible stuff. So you know what I mean? And I and I, and I'm well receiving of that. So I'll get in any type of biblical conversation with anyone, and we just had a great conversation. Like I say, there was some technical difficulties where. You could hear some cracking and things like that. Things that you don't normally hear from my show um, in the recent, you know, I say like 20 plus, maybe 30 shows ever since I upgraded the equipment. I don't know what happened to my stuff. I got to just go through it and see what's going on. So, but nevertheless, the show must go on. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. It was really, really cool. And if you have any questions or any feedback, just um, you can always send me an email at straighttalkwithtrevor at gmail.com. Or you could leave a question or a comment on the Facebook page at the Straight Talk Society. And don't forget, the show is available on all major podcasting platforms. I actually found like 20 other podcast platforms that I've never heard of that the show is on. It's it's ridiculous um how the show's spreading. It's 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 awesome. And so like I say, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Um I'm not gonna come back on afterwards. So I leave you with these words in parting. Always seek out the truth for yourself because if not, you'll fall victim to other people's interpretations of them. And with that, I say peace. Let's go out to the Straight Talk Studios phone lines. And on the phone, I have the Apostle. What's going on? <laughs> Hello, Trevor. No, nothing much, man. Just working my butt off right, right about now, man. Things have, I've been real busy, and I'm praising God for it. Man, you, you've, been, <laughs> you've, been away from this, you've been away from this show for over a year. We, we have not had a conversation uh, since season Three and now I'm in the season five, so oh, it's been that long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know I gotta um, you know I gotta mess with you a little bit. Speaking of God, you 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 said God, you said the you said the pre you said the trigger word for for me and everybody else. So mm-hmm. the reason I want to have you on, um, I was asked a question a couple of weeks ago, and. I thought it was an interesting question because when I heard when when I was asked the question, I couldn't, you know, sometimes somebody would give you a question and then you're like, you'll just answer it right away. But then there's those certain questions that really make you think. And then the answer that you give is so drawn out that you're like, wow, I probably shouldn't have thought about this that much. So it it's really thought provoking. So I wanted to talk to you about it. I was asked a question a couple of weeks ago, and the question was, is God in marriage? So um, I want to spend a couple minutes talking to you um, strictly on that before I really get into what I feel. Because first of all, when 
Well, I have a short answer from you, though. What Do you think God is in marriage? Well, I have to give you two answers. Yes okay. and no. <laughs> yes and okay. no. So, okay, give me the no first. Okay, the no is because God is not in every marriage. I know people will say, people will argue with that. They will say that uh, 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 God honors marriage. Yes, he does. But are you marrying the right person? See, because, I mean, some people, that I mean, Scripture tells us not to be equally yoked. That's for everything, basically. I, you know, be honest with you, that's for everything, including marriage, including friendships, and all those things. But now, if you're marrying somebody, and it doesn't necessarily mean somebody that's going to church. Because they can be right there up in the pulpit and unequally yoke with somebody else that's really seeking and going after God. Okay, so give so, me the um give me give me the yes. Why do you think God is in marriage? Okay. Um uh, because it actually started with the first marriage, Adam and Eve. Um well, let's put it to this way. The first biblical marriage, Adam and Eve. Trevor, don't go anywhere with that, okay? Okay. You have some conversations, so I got to tell you, don't go anywhere with that. That's a, that's a discussion we're going to have another time. Hold on now, because, because <laughs> I, okay, I'm trying my hardest not to, not to go off track, but the last time you were on my show, the last thing we left with, I asked uh -huh. you a question was Adam and Eve the first people on earth? And you emphatically agreed with me and said no. So I won't, mm -hmm. I won't go, I won't go there, but I just remember you owe me that conversation. We gotta have that conversation. So mm -hmm. let's let's continue with the marriage. Okay. So uh so he he listen. He formed Adam was formed, and we know scripture say the Lord God, you and I both know who that is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Formed Adam, breathed into his nostrils, and nostrils, he became a living soul. Then he put Adam to sleep. Took, took Eve, took one of his ribs, and he formed Eve. So Adam said the words, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. They were married. God was a part of all that. He was there. He brought it together. He was a part of all that. Same thing happens today. Not the rib. You know, not putting man to sleep and taking his rib. But it's God that will bring people together that he wants to be together. And it's like it's like a three uh, what we've three chord string, you know. Mm -hmm. Husband, wife, and God, or Yahweh, Yah, whichever you the most high, whichever term you prefer. Uh so it's the three chords. The majority of successful marriages has God in it. Okay, stop right there. Stop okay. right there because, um, all right. So immediately I asked you about God being in marriage, and you go to you go to the creation, which that's where most most Christians would go is um is the creation, and we know the creation story just like you said. I don't need to rehash it, mm -hmm. but. What if I told you that, so you know you know, 50% of marriages end in divorce, right? Yes. And of that 50%, 26% um, of them are uh, professed Christians. Mm -hmm. So um, 
So now on the flip side of that, only 2% of atheist marriage marriages end in divorce. So mm-hmm. my question to you would be, if God is in marriage, how come there's so much divorce amongst believers? Again, we're going to whether God, whether this was or whether this God. Listen, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story, and I've seen this a lot. God chose this man and woman to be together. They both knew it. God proved it to the woman through three things she asked him to do, but she still rejected it. This was back in, let me count the years. This was back in 2014. So we're, we're talking about eight years now, right? She's going through men like crazy because she's looking for this pretty boy, <laughs> this king. As she spoke to me, she said, this king that already has his kingdom. I say, well, when God put people together, it's a king and a queen, and they're building together. See? So she's still looking for her king that's got his kingdom already built. She's coming across guys that got their kingdom already built, but it's not working out. See, God chose your mate. You rejected it. See, what we're talking about now are believers. This is what my conversation is about, believers. Because it's the believers... It's the believers that believe that God is in every marriage and he's not. He's but that's not. but 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 that's where I want to keep it at because I just told you 20%, mm-hmm. 26% of, of, of Christian marriages end in divorce. So mm-hmm. it's hard. It so now you're gonna have to try to convince me that first of all, the creator of the world cares enough to meddle in in people's marriages, and second, that um, if, 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 if he puts these people together, Bible says that marriage is honorable. So, mm-hmm. um, and as a matter of fact, I think that's the only thing in scripture that's called being honorable. So if, if marriage is so honorable, according to the scriptures, why is it that believers, cause that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. are so easy to walk away from it and and then their marriages don't last so you mean to tell me that the god god put you two together and i wish you could see me doing air quotes but whatever (laughs) but for for whatever for whatever reason that same god that put you two together couldn't sustain the marriage you got to make that make sense again this is the thing two two together See, that should be the first question. Did God really put those two together? Did this man see this this fine, shapely woman, this beautiful woman, and decided he wanted to go after that when God told him somebody else was his wife? I've seen that happen, too. And the, 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 the ministry was destroyed. See, I've seen that happen. I've seen it on both sides. So God, when God says, this is the person I want you to marry, and you marry someone else, he will honor that because it's marriage. But will that sustain you? No, it won't. Why? Because you operated out of uh, it, it through disobedience. 
You've so, operated through disobedience. <laughs> when you, what, what, what does disobedience do? It moves you out of the will of God. Okay. Okay. When you're out of the will of God, how impactful is God on your life? Because you're out of his will now. But I got to go back. I got to go back to, I got to go back to this, this 26% mm -hmm. because everybody's, everybody, if you let everybody tell it, oh, God, get, um, God gave you, gave me my mate. Oh, God gave uh -huh. me her. God, God gave me him. I think the problem mm -hmm. is, first of all, that the voice that people think they're hearing is yeah. not that of God. So we first got to, yeah. got to get that out of the way first. So yeah, yeah. again, I have to, I have to go back to it. We're talking about the household of faith. Why is there such a black eye on the church when it comes to marriage and divorce? Because again, I find it hard to believe that God could be in something that fails at a fifty percent clip. Mm -hmm. Uh, again, <laughs> I mean, but is it, we're going right back to did God do this? Now, see, you just said a key thing, right? You just said a key thing uh, 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 that that let me let me try let me try and wind back and remember exactly how you put it. Um, but you said something about about. Uh, Okay, I'll tell you what, let's go here, let's go this way, and then maybe it'll refresh my memory. Let's go this way. Now, I know that many times people are pressured into getting married. Because I know I was with the ministry where young couples, they young people, not young couples, but young people, they I mean, it was like, oh, you gotta get married. You know, it's better to marry than to burn. You know, they use stuff like that, you know. It's better to marry than to burn. You gotta get married. Married, God honors marriage. And you're hearing all this stuff. And especially when you're young in the faith, you fall for it. Now, let me talk about me. Okay, let me talk about me. My first marriage, and yes, I've been married more than once. My first marriage, uh, that's what happened. It was more of a pressure thing. Uh, we got married real quick. It, it, marriage ended, ended after about six and a half years. There were three children born through this union. Now, it started off great. But now, this is where the unequally yoke came in at. She started listening to people saying that, well, you could, well, you should do this and you should that and you, 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 do this, do this, do this, do that, do that, do that. See? So now you got somebody other than God leading this thing. You got flesh leading the thing now. You know, so it started. It started a separation. One then, second. Were 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 you in were you in the ministry? Were you in the ministry when that was going on? I, w I was in a ministry. I wasn't quote unquote <laughs> a minister. Okay, continue. But I, I was I was in ministry. Um. Okay. So, uh, you know, so it it, it kind of you know all this all these extra voices. You know, it kind of uh, started ripping things apart. Now, I found out later, okay, that her intentions from the jump wasn't that great anyway. See, so 
you know, again, here we are with the intentions now. If your intentions are not lined up with God's intentions, you're out of order again. So let me ask you this. Um, so when you married, when you got married the first time, I'm I'm assuming a, a preacher married you guys, right? Yes. So you mean to tell me that that preacher couldn't hear from heaven to tell you that you were making a bad a bad choice? Again. <laughs> many Come preachers on. you gotta listen, give me something many, <laughs> I'm, give, oh, I'm gonna give you something I'm gonna give you something many preachers are stuck on the notion that you gotta get married they're not hearing God they're not hearing God and then again well, as I said her intentions weren't where they should have been that's, that's, one, that's one of the problems see that in itself opened the door for people to start speaking in over over our marriage, you know. So, you know, I, I even listen, I even told one woman, and we're just having a conversation. I told her, I said, listen, and this was after my second marriage, okay? Matter of fact, this was about this was like about 2013. I told her that, you know, because we were just having a conversation, you know, we were, you know, going to the same ministry. You know, we were riding to Miami to the ministry in Miami together. So we were just having a conversation, you know. And I said, listen, I need my wife to be my best friend. I said, that, that's, what, that's what I'm looking for in a woman. She needs to be my best friend. And, oh, no, 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 no. I don't need my husband to be my best friend. That's stupid. That's crazy. No, no, no. Think about it. I didn't say I want my best friend to be my wife. I hmm. said I want my wife to be my best friend. Those are two completely different things. See, if my wife is my best friend, that means she got my back. That means if she, hey, she, let me put it this way. I'm going to give you a word and I'm going to spell it out for you. Anybody that's listening, look it up. Ezer, or it's pronounced Azer. It's spelled E-Z-E-R. Look that word up. That's what I want. See, I want that warrior that's going to be by my side. That warrior, we're going into this thing together. See, and there's not going to be any division. There's going to be complete unity. She got my back. I got her back. I was talking to a friend of mine. I know his wife. His wife is like a sister to me. Matter of fact, when we're working, he'll call her just so we her. You know, that's how close we are. We're great friends now. And, um, I told him, I said, you know what? I said, your wife isn't else. I was explaining to him what else there is. He said, you know what? You're right. He said, because one night I came home and he said he he was tired. He laid in the bed to rest and she was she was she was fidgety. And she told him, she said, she said, there's a there's a spirit in this room. He was thinking, well, you know, she just you know wanna she just off wanna be bothered. You wanna bother with me, aggravate me and stuff. And she kept telling him. There's a spirit in this room. So he said, he finally he started praying. And as he prayed, he, heard, he felt her relax. He said, then he heard his daughter scream in her room. He got up and went to running, to, uh, to pray as he was running, praying. He went to her room, praying. The spirit that left their room and went into their daughter's room. That's an Ezra. While, he was, while spiritually, he was detached because he was tired. She was sharp. 
and she picked that up. So how long how long did the first marriage last? About six and a half years. Six and a half years. So you married six yeah. and a half years, and mm -hmm. so now you get married again. How how soon after? About five years. Five five or so years, maybe longer. Five years. Okay, so you got six years, six and a half years in the marriage. Then you got five years between. You got 11 and a half years, close to 12 years of experience. Mm -hmm. God, still, God still didn't tell you that, hey, this next marriage or this is the one that you need to marry. You see what I'm saying? Trouble. Like Trouble. Trouble. Let me tell my story, okay? <laughs> You're getting into my story, bro. Let me tell my story. I just, I just don't want to run out of time. No, no, no. Okay, listen. This second one, I knew I should have backed out. I saw it. But then again, this is what I'm saying now. Sometimes we ignore things. See? I was at the door of backing out. Had already said, I'm done with this. I allowed myself to be talked back into it by other people. See, we got married. We were together, what, six or seven months? Then we separated. But I'll tell you what, I got, a, I got another, not a biological daughter, but I got a great daughter out of that. Out of that. A few years uh, after I divorced right away, but a few years after the divorce, her biological father got killed in a head-on car crash. See? But guess what? She still had a father. That was me. I still helped raise that girl. And she introduced me to everybody as her dad. She always knew who her biological father was, but he had rejected her at first. So, you know, uh, um, at that point now, would I still been in the life had we not gotten married? Most likely yes. Because it's like we from right from, the, and they say they never saw her do that with anybody. It's from day one. We tight. From day one. So chances are, yes, I would have still been in her life. You know, so, you know, uh, her mom wasn't, wasn't the one, obviously, because I and I, I, I would get on her mom's case when she was going, you know, going the wrong way with this, with this child. But uh, she understood our relationship. So that's one thing that she she refused to interfere in. See, regardless but, but, of all the other faults this person may have had, she understood that. Don't. But again, so you got your now you're now you're on your second marriage, and yeah, uh -huh. you're you're in. The, you're in the child's life and everything, but again, you see how you you see how somebody like me could say, "Well, God wasn't in that." I mean, sure, you could say he wasn't. Yeah, but but then, but that's but that's that's the question: Is mm -hmm. God in marriage? Because and and because when okay, I'm just going to tell you, um, coming from my perspective now, I don't think. I don't think God is in marriage. I think, I, honestly, I think that that two people get together and they got to work their asses off to make this thing work. And and I often say that we put we put too much stock in 
God or the devil. So if the marriage doesn't work, then the devil got into it. But if the marriage is good, God made it sustain. But what happens to the 50% of marriages that don't work? Did God not love those people that he would now make the one thing that he calls in his word honorable, null and void? No. Here's the thing. And I, I've been I've been having choose ye this day. See, God gives us freedom to choose. He don't force us. Well, most of the times he don't. But God gives us the freedom to choose. He gives us that freedom. And that's why there's so many divorces. Because he gives you the choose, he gives you the freedom to choose, even though he will say. This is not the person. If you should have choose to marry that person like I did with number two, he, he, he allowed me to make that choice. Was he yeah. in it? No, he wasn't. Because he had already let me know this ain't the person. Now, I'm going to give you the flip side. Somebody I know has been married for over 20 years. See, to somebody that she, that was the last person that she, you know, on her mind that she would have married. There were the guys she dated. God will let her know this ain't the one. Then there was a guy that, that was headed to the NFL. This one she wanted to marry. But God said, no, he's not the one. She, she listened. All the way from all the way from Florida. And her husband from Wilson Hill. And I always teased them. Y'all had to end up in Tallahassee from South Florida just to meet each other. She was, she was, uh, you know, at the college she was at, you know, she was doing a, a lot of uh, uh, outreach there. And some, she went to the church. She said she saw this long, tall, skinny guy shouting all over the place. And they introduced them later. And this ain't the one, <laughs> you know. But she, she said after a while, you know, they're doing Bible studies and stuff. And she said God told her this is the one. So what what was and then, and, what, then, and then God told God told him also that she was the one. They are powerful together. And this is one thing that God revealed to me even before I met them. He's putting man and woman together for the purpose of ministry at this point. He said that so he said that he said the apostles let me let me finish this real quick. He said the apostles and the and the disciples out two by two. You know, for the most part, they were man and man, two by two. Now he's doing that with man and wife. So go ahead. Well, I mean, and I know I'm going to get some pushback from this, but I, I welcome it. I don't think I don't think that God would would have told her that he was her husband first. Versus well, no, well, versus listen. him speaking to that man. Listen. I didn't say it happened that way either. I'm just giving okay, you because he got it all from him. Yeah, okay, now, I just want to be what, clear because yeah, 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 because he, he and it, she didn't say whether he spoke to him first or her, which I do believe he did speak to him first. Because God's not going to give God's not going to give that man that woman that vision over the man if they're supposed to be together. That's if you. If you believe in it, 
and, and all of this again is if you believe in the biblical narrative and, and you don't and, and you take it literally versus where I okay and I'll ask you because I don't want to put words in your mouth. You take you take the, the Bible literally, right? No. Let me say oh, I said don't. no. Now let me I said no. Now let me explain that, okay? When we're when we're reading the Bible, we're reading words. Do I take those words literally? No, I take them seriously because there are deeper things to the word, which is called revelation. You don't get that from just reading the words off the paper. It's the Holy Spirit that gives that to you. Revelation. I say, no, I don't take it literally. Now, do I take its meaning literally? Yes. Reading in the word seriously? Yes. But it's the revelation of the word. See that I focus on, because people so take the word. They take, people take the word, and you know there are things that they they do take literal, and they're so far off. They're so, I'm so far. I'm so glad off you said that. From what I'm was so intended. glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that because you know, you know, when you have a conversation with me, we always gonna go to the book. So yeah, let's let's yeah. go to the book of Rome. Let's go to the book of Romans, and go we're there. going to the we're going to Romans uh, seventh chapter. Uh, let's start about verse two. And it says, for the woman which has a husband is bound to the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband lives, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if the husband is dead, she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress, nor though she marry another man. So now you're going to tell me that this isn't speaking against divorce and remarriage. I didn't tell you that. <laughs> you, you asked that question. <laughs> Scripture does speak against divorce and remarriage. Okay. But we also have to understand who are the Scriptures for. Now, yes, we are, the, we are that people. That the word was for. And the word came to, the word in the body came to us first. The word from God came to us first. See, there's a whole big thing about that. We ain't going to get into the yay thing. But there, we know there's a whole big thing going around that people want to scream anti-Semitic and all that stuff real fast. Mm -hmm. Not knowing who we really are. Mm -hmm. And so... That's a whole nother conversation. Man, you got to do that conversation later, but that's a whole nother conversation. But, uh, you know, so, so, uh, the, the, when God, when God gave the laws, we call it the Mosaic laws. When he gave those laws to Moses, it was for a certain group of people only. It wasn't for everybody else. It was for his chosen people. When Christ came, Christ came to his own first. And his own didn't receive him. Then he became the, the man for everybody, which he was to begin with, but it had to go through a process. He had to come to his own first. He knew, you can't, listen, we knew what was going to happen. We know that. But that process had to take place. It had to take place. So uh, now the door was open for, for a man 
for all humanity. So now, receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you're following his teachings, you are now engrafted in that that he that that he had for his chosen people. So, so okay, go okay. When 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 we're reading this, um, Romans seven, it, it it's it's um seven and one specifically makes reference reference to the law. So mm -hmm. my my question is then. Why are we even following this if it wasn't written to us? What do you mean? You're you're saying that I have to know what you know what people this was was referring to, and we yeah, know okay. that Moses let, let, that Moses wrote let, the law, and we're under grace now. And let me give Christians. you a brief history. Let me give you a now brief. Who don't believe you got hold on. Hold on you got Christians now Go who ahead. don't believe. Who don't believe that they have to follow the law anymore, which is ridiculous. Um, no, but no, no, it's not. No, it's not. It, let me, it, let me. That's why I say, let me. That's why I say, let me give you a brief history. Let me give you a brief history. Okay, there was a war going on. The Israelites, the J Judah tribe of Dan, all of them left, came deeper, deeper into Africa. They didn't come into Africa. They were already into Africa because the Middle East is on the northeast continent. Of Africa, okay. At least the separated from Africa and its blackness. But hey, we, we're learning all these things. The tribe of Dan went in the south. They're known as the Zulu tribe, and mainly as the Zulu tribe, but a few other tribes there. Judah went over into farther into the west side of Africa, and a place that they named the Kingdom of Judah. It's recorded, the Kingdom of Judah. It was later called Negro Land, which is where they came to get our ancestors for them to build their Egypt right here in the United States. So we are the, about 90% of us are the descendants of Judah and a few other tribes mixed in there. You know, we are those descendants. So it was for us. Now, I know people Christianity was a white man's religion. No, that was our religion. He took it, slapped Christianity on it, and twisted it up to control us. See, this is something we need to know as a people. We need to understand this. It was ours to begin with, not theirs. See, well, who's hold, more on, sensitive? No, who's, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's, who's more sensitive to things? than us. Who's the most talented group of people on this planet? Us. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why hold on. is they that? Were, they, were first, Come on. Come on. They, were first, they were first called Christians at Antioch. So Christianity was not the original, um, was not was the original the religion. Christian, Christianity, Christianity is 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 a relatively new religion when you think about it. Um, yeah, no, no, no. What they did, what they did. This is what they did. Like I said, they took of the way, of the ways of Christ, which is what they were originally called. They took what they took the Bible, slapped Christianity on it, and the people that were 
follow, that were following those teachings. They slapped Christianity on it. Now, that's what happened. That's what happened. Now, was it a, the name Christianity original? No, it wasn't. It was of the way, which was which name given because these were people who were following the ways of Christ. Is Christianity, the word Christianity fairly new? Yes. But the God in the Bible, all the scriptures in that Bible, they're not new. They're using those same scriptures. Now, King James Bible, that's all messed up. See, because they did change stuff. They did change stuff. But the basis of it and the teachings of Christ, the history, that's new. That's our history. All right, hold on. I want to get back. I want to get back on the marriage thing because I, I feel like we're yeah, getting let's, into yeah, let's do that. Yeah, we're, yeah, we, we're, we're going. Yeah, nah. we're going into the weeds now. We got to come back yeah. to this at some point, but yeah, we, yeah, we got to get back to the road now. Okay, you ask me a question. <laughs> so there's so much. There's so much. Um, the Bible clearly tells you, and again, whenever what this conversation is strictly based on Bible believers. Um, mm -hmm. People of faith. The Bible strictly speaks against marriage and uh, uh, re excuse me, divorce and remarriage. Mm -hmm. But when you look, but when you look across all the all, most of the churches, no one's preaching against it. People are still serving in capacities after they're already been divorced and remarried a few times. So now you have somebody who who's looking at this book and they're trying to decipher this thing and they're like, well, wait a minute. The people that are supposed to be following this, they aren't following it. Like what? Are, like what are you doing? I, I, this this whole religion Listen, thing is the, all the, just the, jumbled up. The, the Bible also gives us instructions on divorce. Wait, say that again. The Bible also gives us scriptures on divorce. It gives us instructions on divorce. The with, reason with death, ad adultery, uh huh, adultery, <laughs> death. Now, now, let me ask not you just because, Not just because you're not making enough money, and I don't want to, and I don't want to deal with this hardhead woman again. Now, now, listen, listen. You're right on point on that, but I can guarantee you that a majority of those divorces that are happening in church, there's some infidelity involved in it. And the underlying. Now, everybody again, may not know about it. <laughs> Again, don't you see? Don't you see how it keeps always coming back to this? How in the world could God be in this foolishness? How? He's not in that foolishness. And, th and this is why he's not in every marriage because some of those marriages are foolishness. Some of those marriages are like man, a man and a woman, they're groomed. By the ministry to marry. See, and God didn't say, listen, okay, I, man, I want you to marry this woman. Woman, I want you to marry this man. Then they come together and they say, well, the man say, well, this is what God spoke to me. Because this is what happened with my friends. He spoke to, the man spoke to her. See, so this is why I'm saying I'm pretty sure God spoke to him first. He spoke to both of them. But the man spoke to her and revealed to her, listen, God spoke to me and he said this. Okay, and she was in full agreement with it. Why? Because it's already spoken to her. See, so 
Now, they're in line with God. Hey, you want to talk about some a, a, a real power couple? <laughs> That's them. They're he's, he's one of the top architects. They're black. He's one of the top architects. Matter of fact, he is the top architect in Maryland. She's, into, she, she's a teacher. She's coming came out of the school system, not online, from, from kindergarten through 12th grade. And she's also a singer. He's an apostle. She's a pastor. She's also a prophet. They're both are prophets. You know, and 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 they and listen, that's just straight going forward. They're just straight going forward, man, just moving forward, bulldozing anything that get in their way that comes against them. See, because they know how to do that. Why? Because they allow God to lead. There are times God speaks to him, and he spoke to her the same thing. He revealed the same thing to her. So when he started talking, she like, yeah, I already know. <laughs> you do what God said do. You know, and this is, this is what God brings together. See, you're going to have that one spirit and one mind. You're going to truly become one. Instead of her having her mind, he got his mind. While they do have their self, they may have their separate personalities. They function as one. So let me let me ask you, let me go let me ahead. ask you this. Let me ask you this. So okay. So Bible says that marriage is honorable. Mm -hmm. Um um so people get married, they have this ceremony, they get married in front of their families and supposedly in front of God. Um so then you have two hardworking people trying to work on their marriage. Bible already told you that marriage was honorable. Some problems mm -hmm. are some problems arise. You have these people praying that they keep their marriages together, praying that, you know, things don't fall by the wayside, but they still end up in divorce court. You mean to tell me that they made an outward plea that they didn't want to lose one another and you're telling me that God still couldn't keep that together versus 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 the person. Hold on. Versus the person who doesn't acknowledge God at all in their marriage at all. They no. them and their hold on. Hold on. Them and their him no, and their no, go wives. Ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go them, ahead. Them and their wives. They're, they're, they're together 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years. Never get divorced. They die together. Never acknowledge God one time in the marriage, but the person that acknowledges God in their marriage, they're the ones going to divorce court multiple times. You tell me, mm -hmm. you tell me now how God is in marriage. Because God, it is God that joined not all marriages again, not all marriages. He's not in all marriages. <laughs> it is God <laughs> choosing the man and wife and bring them together. You know I love talking to you. Man. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. I love talking to you too. You know what? You know one of the reasons why I love talking to you, talking with you, because you come hard. See, you come hard. You do. You come hard. I listen, and you see, I don't run away from you. I don't run away from you. I'm I do here. give you that. I give you, you that. You are I, not I don't run away from you. But um, but okay, so so you know um, God brings people together. Those last. Now, at the same time, as I said before, 
God is not going to force you to stay together. You can pray all you want to pray. But if one of those, one part of that couple is not actually, not really working on it, and in the back of their mind, they say, well, I'm just going through the motions. Be here. God is not going to force them to be there. He's not. He's not. He'll lay the table out for you. He'll, lay the, he'll, he'll spread the table before you and say, listen, here you go. Um, listen, this door is open here. Y'all can go this way. You know, you can go this way, and this way is going to make that, you know, it's going to help things to work out for you. And, but then again, it depends on which door you choose. Door that, look, look, I really don't want this. You know, I'm tired of it. And I've seen people get there, and guess what? They stayed together and things got better. I've seen people get divorced in the church and get back together. They came together stronger. Sometimes, sometimes it's not that God didn't want you to get married. Sometimes you rushed into it and you got married at the wrong time. See, I've seen that happen. I've seen it happen. And they ended up getting back together after a while. And it was it was more powerful. I mean, it was powerful after they got back together. See, because again, where is your heart and where is your mind? See, where is your I, heart? Where is your mind? What's your decision? I'll I'll say this, and um, we we just about to wrap up, but I'll say mm -hmm. this, um. If you'd asked me this question 10 years ago, I would have said absolutely without a doubt that God is in is in marriage. Now, kind of the path that I've taken and the things that I've seen, I say, you know what? God is still in marriage, but you know what? I think the gods of the marriage are the husband and the wife. And now somebody will say, oh, Oh, you're being uh, blasphemous, but you know, at some point, you gotta, you just gotta hear me out. Well, because let, let, uh, let me let me cut you off. Okay, I'm not disagreeing with you at all, because that's what it comes down to. It comes down to that husband and that wife. What are their decisions? Again, God gives you freedom of choice. Some couples can go through hard time, and they still they come out stronger for it. Some the very first sight of a problem, it 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 just it just it destroys them. See, are you willing to fight for what you have? See, that's like your relationship with God. Sometimes you got to hard down fight for it because things come at you real hard. See, you know God wants your relationship with Him, but it's still up to you. Sometimes you got to make that decision. That look, I'm fighting for this man. You know, with the, all the things he's done for me since I've been in here, I've seen how he spared my life so many times. So I ain't going nowhere. I don't know what's going on right now, but I'm not moving. I'm fighting. I'm gonna stand right here, and this is gonna be a battle. And I know I'm gonna win because I'm going anywhere. See, that's your that's a mindset. That's a heart. See, and it takes that same thing in marriage. Sometimes that heart is not there. Sometimes that mindset is not there. 
so with all so with, you're, you're right. With 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 all that with all that being said, then why is it so hard for people to again? And it goes back to my comment: if it's bad, it's the devil. If it's good, it's God. Why are people so afraid to just give themselves some credit and say that you know through thick and thin? When I wanted to leave this woman, or when the woman wanted to leave the man, that we let cooler heads prevail and we came together and said, you know what? I'm going to fight for this marriage. I'm going to be the ruling authority in this marriage and we're going to we're going to make this thing work versus someone that said, well, yeah, God, oh, God, God knows my heart. God's going to have mercy on me. God, you know, I think I think and I, I've, been say, I've been saying this so much over the past few years that we use God as a crutch. And yeah. that's why no, that's yeah. why nobody listen, I'm gonna tell you as outside looking in now, because I haven't been in church in over two years. We look at church people now as as a bunch of silly people that just they go through the motions and they just mm -hmm. use God as a crutch. They use God as a crutch for everything because they mm -hmm. won't it, it, it's like it would kill them to stand on their own square and make a real decision about their lives without putting everything on the creator of the world. And, mm -hmm. and that's what I'm saying about marriage. You have marriages is marriages are ending at a 50% clip. 26% of those people are from the household of faith. At some point, somebody has to look and say, huh, maybe we've been looking at this thing wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe we aren't following the, the, the letter of the law like we should be. It's so funny. We get up and we get married in front of husband and I mean, in front of um, the preacher. But then when it comes time to get divorced, the preachers are nowhere to be found. Now mm -hmm. we're getting now we're getting divorced in front of uh, uh, divorce in front of a judge now. So mm -hmm. so 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 the man of God joined you. But now you're going to go to somebody in the world to write a decree of divorce that something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Where, where, mm -hmm. where, where in the world is God in marriage? Where, where, why, why are they failing so much? Where? Listen, Trevor, there's another problem also. Okay. Some of us are so caught up on our leaders and your leader ain't leading you right. Uh, let's just be fair. You know, Trevor, <laughs> you know. Sometimes your leader is misleading you. See, this thing ain't about religion. It's about relationship. All through and from the head to, from God to the toe. It's about a relationship. It ain't about that building that so many people are caught up in. Because when you think about it, because listen, point now, people want to, and I'm going to tell you, this came while well, I was I was already teaching the word, but once this Kirk Franklin thing happened, people want to keep saying theological. Okay, let's do theology. Why are you in that building? Why are you in that building? Christ didn't establish that. He established ministry in homes and outside. Constantine established that building in the third century. Why are you in that building? If you want to do theology, want to be theologically correct, let's do that. But let's not play games with it either. Why are you in that building? Why is that building sacred? 
we are sacred because we carry the spirit of God. So in God's eyes, we're sacred, not that concrete and mortar building. See, we got it twisted. We got it twisted. So, and I know people are, people are going to call me a heretic, but you better go read the scriptures and study them. When did you see Christ have a building built for the people to come together? When did you see the apostles? No, they don't. They help establish ministry. Not one apostle, if the first building for followers of Christ, we're going to use that term, was only built in the third century, how did an apostle build a building? See, it's foolishness. It's foolishness. It is total and utter foolishness. It's religion. See, because Christ did not establish that building. He told you he was coming to destroy the building. And he wasn't just talking about his body. He was telling us, listen, I'm taking you out of that temple that's made by man. And I'm going to make you the temple. Because let's remember, the Holy of Holies was in the temple. Not the Holy of Holies, the... Uh, the um, Ark of the Covenant was in the temple in the Holy of Holies. I thought on this too, because God revealed this to me. So what the, what the Ark of the Covenant is now, that's us, because we carry the new covenant. We carry his spirit in us. So we are the Ark of the Covenant. And he brought that to me so plain and clear. I was like, wow. Then I did some studying. I did some digging. I understood what, once I understood what the Ark of the Covenant really was, which it represented the presence of God, which is what's the presence of God? His spirit. That I already knew. But once I did some digging and some more and more studying on the Ark of the Covenant, and I saw how it correlated and everything, how everything came together. And it pointed to us. I was like, God, you awesome. And that's how God deals with me. He'll give me something. Then I got to go study it. See, I got to go study it. When I'm done studying it, I right up with what he spoke to me. But now, because I studied it, I can now teach it. See, so, you know, I, I know people are going to say, oh, you crazy, you crazy. No, I'm not crazy. God ain't crazy. I know what God spoke to me. I know what I studied. See, God operates through his people. He speaks through his people. He speaks to his people and through his people. He we are church. Okay, you got church people and you got the ecclesia. And this is where I was going to go. You got church people and you got the ecclesia. They're two different things. The ecclesia are the called out ones and the chosen assembly. So we're the called out and chosen assembly of the amba of ambassadors to the kingdom here on earth to carry out the kingdom assignment while we're here on earth. God operates through us. He operates through us. See, so, you know, uh, again, I know I'm going to get some pushback like you, Trevor. <laughs> but you know, I always welcome it. I always welcome it because I'm gonna tell them, let's go to scripture. Just like right now on my Bible study, I'm teaching on tithing. 
we're starting from the beginning. And no, what uh, Abraham did with Melchizedek, that was not what we that was not biblically tithing. And what people are doing today is not biblically tithing. Well, I don't I don't want to get I don't want to because because my time is yeah, about to run yeah, out. We yeah, could, yeah, we could, yeah. We go. You can always come back on for that discussion. <laughs> yeah. Always. Yeah. We, we need. Listen, we need to do a lot of discussion. <laughs> you you wanna, like I said, you want to do I that? We can always. <laughs> I, I love doing these things with you because you come with it. And I don't run. <laughs> I'm not going to run. See, you can stand strong when you know the Holy Spirit speaks through you, when you know that the Holy Spirit gives you a revelation. When you know that you're doing a lot of some theological stuff and some stuff that you learn from a school and stuff like that, you can't stand strong like that. When you know it's the Holy Spirit that taught you, you can stand firm. See, that's the difference. I got no degrees at all. Christ said, and I'm going to end with this and let you want to go somewhere else or continue. Christ said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. The Holy Spirit told me what that meant. It meant connect yourself with me and learn from me. I thought it was saying learn about me, but no, Christ was saying learn from me. When I went and researched it, that's exactly what it meant. Learn from me. How do we learn from him? Through studying and the revelation of the Holy Spirit. That's how we learn. That's how I learn. What what well, college did you go to? Go ahead, Charles. Listen, 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 because I because I, I know you're about to take it off in another direction. <laughs> my my that, yeah, my, my time. Hey, listen, this hour runs out so quick, man. So yeah. Um, but definitely come with you know, whenever you you're free, we could always touch on other subjects and Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I really appreciate, you know, to you taking the time out, even though we had a bunch of technical difficulties earlier. I got to figure out what's going yeah. on with that. But um, like I say, I really appreciate you coming on. And um, I'm going to I'm going to reach out to you once I get this ready to release it, which will probably be tomorrow. If not okay. tomorrow, then Friday at the latest. Mm-hmm. So. You know, again, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate the time. I appreciate the knowledge. And I appreciate the conversation, definitely. Because it's always a good time with, with when when me and you get together talking about this Bible. And we we got a bunch of topics that we got to um, discuss. So to Straight Talk Society, my clock is drastically running down. So I leave you with these words. It was always seek out the truth for yourself. Because if not. You'll fall victim to other people's interpretations of them. And with that, I say peace. If you can't get enough of Straight Talk with Trevor, be sure to like our Facebook page. You'll get page-only exclusives like links to early shows and behind-the-scenes video footage. You can also participate in polls that might shape future shows. The best thing about our Facebook page is that's where you can get in direct contact with Trevor. You can also leave show topics, reviews, or even request to be a guest on the show. Again, like us on Facebook and thank you for your continued support.